Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. Happy to have you here with us. Well, looking forward to our conversation today with Kelly Paris. She is the founder of Break the Silence, a nonprofit organization created back in 2019 to raise awareness for suicide prevention and mental health. Kelly, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Tell me a little bit about Break the Silence and why you started it. So Break the Silence was a way for me to um, kind of do something, I guess, in regards to raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. I started it as a music festival in 2017. So we're rolling up on our fifth year with that uh, Break the Silence Suicide Awareness Festival, Mm -hmm. which is pretty exciting. I... um, I like to use music as a platform to bring the communities together to talk about, you know, the hard stuff. All um, Everybody's struggling and suffering in silence. And I had my own personal experiences and I just had the hopes of helping people through their struggles by sharing my experiences and, you know, just see how that went. Right. What made you say, hey, I think music is going to be the avenue that I use to have these hard conversations? Um, For me, in my own world, if you will, it's always been music. Um, I can remember even being a small child and listening to the radio all hours of the night, you know, and just kind of using it as an escape. I struggled since a young person with Um, you know, mental health. And 30 years ago, it wasn't a conversation that people had openly. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't something that, you know, people were looking to help their children or whatever. It just it wasn't a thing. Right. And I was almost a statistic at age 16, um, you know, by my own hand. And it was something that I kept inside and I didn't share with anyone until I turned 31 years old. So you know, that was about eight years ago, and I knew that I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what it was going to be or how it was going to look. And I had always enjoyed going to concerts as um, as a pastime, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what would it be like to bring my community together for something like this? Right. You know, use music to get people out and share stories and, you know, and just set it up and see how it was received, which was very well. I, um, you know, I live out in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and it's a very rural community out here. And this is where I grew up. And um, it's just kind of something that we don't have a lot of resources or avenues to, um, to talk about things like this. So it was something that I just thought, you know, let me just let me give it a try and see how it goes. And over the last five years of doing it, we were able to expand into the nonprofit. I have an amazing team of people that work with me on, you know, my board and we have lots of amazing volunteers and sponsors and donors and stuff like that, that just come together throughout the year for programs and such that we are putting together and for the festival. And it's just something that has been, extremely overwhelming in a good way. Right, right. So I know you were just mentioning that the fifth annual Break the Silence Suicide Awareness Festival is happening. And for folks who've never been there, and this year it's happening uh, September 4th, is that correct? 
Correct. Yes. It's at um, the city park here in Fort Morgan. They have a very awesome, you know, band shell and just a really nice place for us to set up and hold our event. It's really exciting. How do you have, you know, I think of a music festival and I'm like you, I love music, obviously, having worked in radio for so long. How do you transition from that festival to starting those conversations there? So it's um, it's something that we kind of started out and we've made a few tweaks here or there, you know, but for the most part, I I try to um, I try to be able to. I don't know what the right word is, maybe like cater to the um, entire city. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to, instead of just, uh, there's a lot of, you know, festivals out there that are say like rock festivals or country festivals. And we try to put a little bit of everything into it. We have um, this year, we have a lot of different genres coming in. We have some uh, blues and we have some rockabilly and we have some eighties. Uh, covers we just have a, and some really great rock and roll acts and acoustics and we have an awesome comedian coming so mm-hmm. it's just kind of something that as we've expanded we've been able to add a car show and shine and a poker run so we're really excited about expanding that this year i have an amazing team helping me build that and then um we're doing a silent auction as well we have vendors um all kinds of mental health and suicide prevention resources other nonprofits. We do a memory wall, which is a very powerful um, visual as mm-hmm. far as just being able to put your loved ones up on that. And um, it's kind of, it just makes a very large impact to walk over to that and see, unfortunately, how much it's grown in the last five years. So right. we have, we just try to, we have really cool like kids games and just lots of stuff to bring people out and just see what we're doing maybe right. get our our name out there and in between the bands we um, have guest speakers who come on and share a little bit about their experiences maybe how mental health has impacted their lives mm-hmm. or they were touched by suicide or maybe they're a survivor themselves and I always share my story every year we do um, you know we do a, a lot of things to honor the ones that we've lost, but also, um, you know, help each other through our own struggles. Right. What would it been have been like for you as a teenager if you would have had this kind of a resource and the conversations about suicide could have been going on back then? Um, I think it would have been, honestly, a game changer just because, you know, I was bullied as a kid in school and it kind of it didn't seem like a big deal but Mm -hmm. then it you know kind of wound up just becoming very overwhelming or whatever and I don't know why I chose the avenue that I chose but I didn't talk about it and then um as a young person after this you know experience that I had I chose to turn to drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. for a lot of years to kind of numb that pain you know and I just didn't I didn't understand what I was doing to myself or the people around me that cared about me because when you have somebody who um, is an addict, it's very, um, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that I, so I have been a recovered addict for 19 years this year and I have been alcohol free for about four years and 10 months. So it's something that I 
no is a very long road to recovery and you have to continually work on maintaining sobriety and being healthy and it's just it's it's something that having a team of supportive people around you who understands what you're going through is very beneficial so i was wanting to be able to make that kind of i don't know accessible to people who maybe didn't have that and so that's kind of why i started it you know and my family has been amazing this whole time just nothing but completely supportive and um it's kind of something that i thought let let me just see how this goes we'll get through the first year and it was it was extremely emotional you know to see that like this actually is happening and right it's making an impact and I've gotten so many messages and phone calls and emails over the last five years of people who, who say, you know, this is a really great thing that you're doing. I, I saw your video. I'm, you know, I'm over here in Wisconsin and I'm struggling and I just want you to know that because of you, I'm, you know, reaching out and I'm going to start going to therapy or I'm going to start, you know, working on recovery or, you know, whatever it is. And, So then I thought, well, how do I make this easier for people? Let me see if I can start gathering, you know, resources. I'm not a mental health professional by any stretch of the means. So I use more, you know, like peer support Mm -hmm. to just help guide people in the right direction and say, you're not alone. You're not struggling alone. We're all in this together. Yeah. You know, it is okay not to be okay. It is, you know, absolutely okay to reach out and ask for help and sometimes I have to take my own advice and that's really hard for me. That's something that I've recently just, you know, come to the understanding that sometimes I need to take my own advice and actually allow people to help me as well. So, yeah, um, I I think that's great that you're starting those conversations and being so open about it. Um, What kind of impact did COVID have on you all last year? Yeah, thank you so much. It's been, um, it's been crazy. So for, for us, COVID, you know, just how it hit everyone. Unfortunately, the statistics were already at crisis level before COVID. And having something like this that nobody's ever really experienced in our lifetimes, Mm -hmm. um, it was was kind of um, shocking. It was very overwhelming. Um, A lot of people struggled. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where it was like, how do we... How do we make it through this? We buckle down. We keep doing what we're doing. We don't give up. Right. You know, um, I did unfortunately lose my income through COVID, if you will, or over COVID, however you want to say that. So um, it's been very hard trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And I took it as a sign that it was time for me to take break the silence to the next level. This Mm -hmm. is going to give me the ability to focus on growing our program. And so um, I sat down with my team and we talked about what that would look like. And we decided that we were going to move forward on opening up a free drop-in mental health resource center out in Fort Morgan. So we did a crowdfunding, uh, like a fundraiser on that in hopes of applying for grants and getting some grant funding to start the program. And we actually did not receive the grant, but we received such an outpouring of community support with cash donations and in-kind services that we're mm-hmm. still able to move forward on opening that. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I just it's very exciting. You know, it's very overwhelming to, to know that, like, 
what I am doing is making a difference in other people's lives, even if I can't see it right now. Right. Like, right. it's kind of what keeps me going. I do know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. My mom always told me, hey, you know, on the darkest day, even, you know, the darkest night, the sun's still going to come up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So don't let the trouble that you're having define your life or you as a person and that there's always help available. It's just knowing where to go to get it, how to ask for it. So we wanted to be able to make a place where people could come and say, I'm struggling, but I don't know what to do. And we can say, here's all these resources that we can point you in the direction of. We're working on an outreach program to take some training programs through our local, um, you know, mental health facility here in town and get into the schools starting at the middle school level and um, applying some mental health awareness training, suicide prevention, anti-bullying, taking in assemblies and just saying, kids, you know, it's, it's okay to talk about this. Right. It's, it's not okay to keep it inside right. and, you know, let it dwell because there's so many children literally making that permanent decision to a temporary problem. And they just don't understand that number one, they can't come back from that. But number two, it literally crushes everybody around them. And it's just so very hard to move on. I, I lost my cousin to suicide in September of 2019 and it was very sudden and unexpected, you know, and I I just always thought that if I was able to share my story and um, reach out and tell everybody what it was like and, you know, that I didn't want anybody to ever be in the same boat that I was in, that, that I would be lucky enough that suicide would never touch our family other than my experiences. And, you know, I lost a really good friend um, just earlier this year. And it's kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, this is, this is still a major problem. Right. It's still continuing to happen. How do we address it and how do we reach people on a bigger level? And I'm and I'm so thrilled that you're doing the work that you're doing, such important work. And uh, Kelly, I just thank you for sharing your story and more about your organization, Break the Silence. And for folks that want to get more information about your big fifth annual Break the Silence Suicide Awareness Festival this fall, uh, where do they need to go for your organization and to get information about that festival? Yes, thank you so much. So we um, we have a very awesome website. It has all of our contact information. And then under our events tab, you can see the social media links for the 5th Annual Suicide Awareness Festival. So the website is www.breakthesilenceinc.org. Kelly Paris, founder of Break the Silence. Thank you for your time today. We sure appreciate it. And for more information on this organization, just go to the radio station's website. Go and have a great Sunday, great 4th of July. Be blessed and be kind to everyone.